Hello, this is Manny Ramos, your host of Rise Up, Real Issues and Stories of Every One of Us podcast. First, let me talk about who we are. I'm Manny Ramos, a board member of PNAA, a past president of the Philippine Nurses Association of Central Florida. I'm a professor of nursing at Valencia College here in Orlando and an adjunct faculty at William Patterson University. With me today is my co-host, Mindy Ofiana. Mindy? Thank you, Manny. Welcome, everyone. I'm Mindy Ofiana, Legislative Committee Chair for PNAA, Corresponding Secretary for PNAA Foundation, past president of PNA Southern California, and currently an adjunct professor at Charles R. Drew University, Department of Medicine and Sciences. Manny? Thank you, Mindy. Our guest tonight is our incoming Philippine Nurses Association of America President, Dr. Gloria Lamela Berriones. Dr. Berriones is a transformational nurse leader with over 40 years of exemplary contributions to nursing practice, leadership, education, and research. She's president-elect of the Philippine Nurses Association of America and will assume the presidency in July 2022. She's a She's passionate in her role as a leader, change agent, educator, consultant, facilitator, and researcher. Dr. Briones is a cultural senior nurse executive leadership fellow at the Case Western Reserve University. Dr. Briones participated in the AARP Foundation, Robert Wood Foundation, Future of Nursing 2020-2030 Campaign for Action Virtual Summit that developed action plans and measurable outcomes. Dr. Briones is the PNAA Foundation, PNAA Infection Prevention Control Lead Champion for the CDC Project First Line. Together with two PNAAF, PNAA IPC champions, they conducted and coordinated three infection prevention and control education and training series. Dr. Briones was a nursing director at Houston Methodist Hospital for 14 years in the general surgery, plastic, and reconstructive surgery units. She's the recipient of the Houston Methodist Hospital Nursing Leadership Award for Exemplary Nursing Leadership, was a top 20 outstanding nurses by Texas Nurses Association District 9 for excellence in nursing leadership, education, and community outreach services. Dr. Briones was the recipient of Dr. Jose Rizal's Excellence Award for Nursing Leadership and Service by the Knights of Rizal in Houston, Texas. As a manager of education, research, and professional excellence at St. Francis Hospital Bartlett in Tennessee, she contributed to the building and strengthening of the shared governance councils, staff professional development, and creating the hospital RN residency program. Dr. Briones is a speaker at local, state, national, and international levels. She has presented numerous topics on leadership, clinical practice, education, and research, has written articles and publications. Her greatest passion in life as a leader is mentoring and making a difference in people's lives, particularly to her fellow nurses. Good evening, Dr. Briones. Welcome to Rise Up. Good evening. Good evening, oh, Manny and Mindy. Hi, Dr. Briones. How are you? And again, congratulations on becoming the new PNAA president. Thank you. 
Congratulations, Dr. Briones. So how does it feel to be the incoming PNAA president? It's uh, a deep appreciation and gratitude because as a migrant Filipino nurse, I am with my fellow Filipino and Filipino-American nurses. I can understand them, but there is truly a cohesive understanding of how we together can make our contribution here in the United States and around the world in terms of health education, health equity to the people of the world, not just the U.S. So, so much in my heart right now. I see. I would like to talk about your start of your journey. You just mentioned a while ago that you're an immigrant. Where did you come from, the Philippines? Oh, I am from Bacolod City, Negros Occidental. I see. um, Can you tell us about uh, which school did you go to? Yes. uh, I'm really passionate about uh, the quest for continued continuing education and higher pursuit of education because I started as a graduate nurse at Corazon Loxin Montalibano Memorial Hospital School of Nursing in their graduate program. But the curriculum is similar to that of the UP, if you will, as part of that uh, outreach to the uh, Visayas region. And that later on was bought by St. LaSalle. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. the Corazon Loxin Montelibano Memorial Hospital School of Nursing is really prestigious. Anybody who gets into that school of nursing is at the top of their class. It's a select students to get into that class or mm-hmm. to that school of nursing and later on bought by St. LaSalle. So then I, right after graduation, I went to my supplemental BSN in the Riverside College of Nursing in Bacolod City um, as one of the top uh, three students uh, out of 84 graduates that is customary by the governor to offer full bright scholars, um, scholarship to the top three students. But I didn't take that to go to Manila because I wanted to just stay in Bacolod, continue to to study there. But because we were identified at the top of our class, we were asked to teach right then at the Mm -hmm. age of 20. I was teaching school. Yes, because they know we were at the top of our class. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was teaching med surge as well as uh, labor and delivery clinical uh, instructor, but med surge I was teaching and uh, OBGYN as well. So yeah. early on, I was an educator. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. I mean, hearing the word top of the class is, I, I, I feel honored that you're <laughs> the incoming new PNAA yeah. president. Yeah. But did you always wanted to become a nurse? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm in a very humble uh, background. Uh, I came from uh, nine children, 
and oh. we were all in school at the same time. And I wanted to be a physician, but of course, <laughs> second to the oldest, uh, my dad said, you know, we do not have the financial means, but I can send you to school uh, to finish your school of uh, your nursing. And I said, yeah, sure. I like to be a nurse. I want that. And so you get your aptitude test. And yes. right then it showed that I really have that strong aptitude towards nursing. And I enjoyed that. I was a very good student and uh, I enjoyed being with patients at an early age, graduated at the age of 20, but, you know, truly, truly enjoyed nursing and was very focused uh, in that career. So the progression of being a good student, being a good nurse, a good instructor, a good teacher, um, <laughs> I carried it along the way and I wanted to give it back now. Mm -hmm. That's nice. So could you tell us about your story of coming into the U.S.? Where was your first job here in the oh, U.S.? Yeah, really in here in Texas. It's like 150 miles northeast of Houston, the oldest town of Texas, which is called Nacogdoches. <laughs> I grew up in the city, the capital of Negros Occidental, so mm -hmm. I'm a city girl. So when I arrived in the town, I was so, you know, surprised, <laughs> uh, disappointed. Mm -hmm. um, at the age of 20, I said, why, why, why here? It's all flat and <laughs> there are buildings and it's old and cobblestones oh. and, you know, that, that kind of thing. But, uh, and so a year and seven months, I went to Houston riding the bus, just went to Houston because I wanted to really explore mm -hmm. cardiovascular nursing. And so I went to Methodist, and that's where I grew up for 36 years wow. in that journey. Wow. But when I look back, I have no regrets uh -huh. whatsoever that I started in Nacogdoches because I learned, I learned uh, what the, the life of rural folks yeah. of America yeah. and uh, the culture of those uh, that I respect and I still treasure. Yeah. Mm. You know, I kind of relate with what you said when on the first time that I came to the United States. So I'm a city girl myself. And I went to Kansas City, Missouri, and it's during springtime and the trees didn't have leaves. So I said, oh my God, what kind of United States is this? <laughs> so other than, <laughs> other than the, uh, uh, acculturation in itself as a as a new nurse in the United States. What other challenges that you had uh, experienced as as a new nurse here uh, in the U.S.? Oh, very very interesting. So I was working uh, as a charge nurse eleven to seven, and I really could not uh, handle my physical and mental. I didn't. I do not want to work 11 to 7. So mm -hmm. that, however, that's where you are going to, you are needed. They are wanting the internationally educated nurses to fill in their gaps. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's, that to me was very difficult. 
and I knew that I have so much knowledge in me as a young person then um I wanted I wanted to learn I wanted a library I wanted and I didn't know where to go and I'm lost uh and that interpersonal relationship with my colleagues I I find it difficult because at that young young age mm-hmm. I was working um not so young <laughs> uh my nurses that are like they are licensed vocational nurse and have been there ahead of me and now I am the charge nurse uh an internationally educated nurse so it has been a difficult challenge but uh, I knew as a an young age who I am and uh as a, and I worked with them but that was kind of a difficult uh transition of a culture um and you have been exposed to a city life and now you are in a place that not the city with new people that's totally different in your with your culture but there were there were very loving people that uh embraced us who donated their their uh old television their plates and everything and welcomed us so we gravitated towards those uh Americans who helped us along the way and forever have been dear to our hearts so it's been difficult and language barriers all the stuff that we read in literature that is truly truly the realities for internationally educated nurses language barriers uh the culture transition to practice because we don't manage we have no pain management back home in the philippines and here we we have to we have to manage pain and we got to learn that but there's an excitement because the textbooks that we learn from back home came from the US and of course we wanted to see what's that sequential compression on the legs what's that iv pump that we learn the american journal of nursing that we read back home so all of that you wanted to correlate and see what's really the realities here yeah. and and when you continue to grow that's when you say hey there's nothing to regret this is part of the journey of growing who you are and becoming a balanced person right yeah that's right there are funny stories as it relates to language let me tell you I'll talk to you more about that when we see each other in new york <laughs> <laughs> dr brionis you have a very wonderful and lengthy career in nursing is there a particular person that has or had a great impact on your career and could you tell us about it right um there are so many uh-huh. but there is dr ann mcginnity scanlon mcginnity uh-huh. um was a chief nursing executive at the Methodist Hospital in Houston mm-hmm. and that was a nursing leader 
that I thought was full of vision, really proactive for nursing, truly, truly an ambassador for nurses. And she was not so popular to the the rest of the, the other side of the executives, but in terms of nursing, she was it. She was it. And in terms of professional development, you truly felt the real hero. She supported every nurse, every nurse who wanted to advance their professional career. That was a true testimony of a nurse leader that promoted professional development. Well, going into your uh, pre- uh, presidency mm-hmm. and um, looking back on your as- aspiration to become an educator, what do you want to accomplish in your tenure? As the president of the Philippine Nurses Association of America? Yes. yes. That's right. I have a dream and I pray that together with this powerhouse executive board, 2022-2024, that Manny Ramos is a part, <laughs> we right. are going to continue to grow what has already been started by Dr. Mary Joy Garcia Dia, the RICE program. But in addition to that, really grow the leadership of and mentoring of the local chapters. That to me is the future of this Philippine, Philippine Nurses Association of America. Really strengthen the chapter's leadership. And Manny, I need you to work with the rest of your RVPs okay. to really have a boot camp, leadership boot camp that we did actually in Central Florida. That's right, I remember that. I, oh, what an experience of a lifetime that wherever I go, that part of me will never forget that experience. Oh. And that is where I really wanted to pay attention to the local chapters, grow the leadership, because that's where our future is. If our mission is the positive image of every Filipino-American nurse in the United States and the world, if you will, Mm -hmm. that's where we need to start. Grow them so that we continue to have that leaders to lead PNA of America, to lead for the next next generations to come. So that leadership bootcamp, that mentoring programs will grow. And the future of nursing 2020, 2030, health equity for all. That is dear to my heart that I'm gonna work with my powerhouse executive uh, board. So more to come, more to come. I'm, I'm praying hard because I'm blessed. PNA of America is so blessed to have this powerhouse executive board 2022, 20, 2024. Right. Do you agree, man? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Uh, that was really uh, a, a wonderful program that we did, actually. And I think we did a part two as well during that time. You were 
the uh, South Central region vice president at the time. And everybody had fun. Uh, just like you said, it was a very memorable event. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to work with you on that one to make sure that, you know, we get to implement it across the nation in different chapters of PNAA. Um, and sustain, sustain it, Manny. Yes, yes, we will, we will. That's <laughs> so Dr. Beriotis, um, you started working with a lot of other uh, nursing organizations and other national organizations um, in your role as a uh, president-elect of PNAA. If they were going to ask um, you and, and, and ask uh, what can PNAA offer, um, how, how would we respond to that? We have a cadre of leaders that are very passionate in terms of um, help, uh, the future of nursing 2020, 2030. 20, uh, yes. We have a strategic planning that's coming up, and this is where we are going to really hear the voices of each of these leaders of what is really important to them. And I'm looking forward to it because to me, I'm very collaborative. I don't want to dominate anything because I respect, I truly respect the, the bright minds and the passion of these leaders that we wanted to assess first what they truly wanted to, to pay attention. We have leaders that are really into um, the future of nursing 2020-2030, uh, charting a path to achieve health equity. And that, to me, is dear to my heart as well. Yes. And there are nine recommendations out there, nine major recommendations. So the board has to select what are the top Top three to five. Maybe they said three. We'll see. That's coming up July the 5th. So the other part is this is a mixture. And, and my, I look forward because this is a group that has so much uh, diversity and uh, equity and inclusion is dear. I hear that a lot from this group. So I'm not surprised that this is something that I could always go back to everyone and say, this is what we're going to pay attention. Yes. Now, we are uh, a member of the uh, National uh, Coalition of the Ethnic Minority yes. of Nurse Associations. And we are one of the founder, founding uh, uh, associations here. And, and that's really very important because they have as well, and we participated in the strategic planning and the future of nursing 2020, 2030 came out as well. And uh, that health equity is really at the top of the priorities. So more to come. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, based on what you were just saying, I'm trying to just envision what you wanted to do. You know, there are a lot of questions as it relates to a new leader that when they step into the new role, what would be your first 100 days? So what would be your first 100 days, Dr. Briones? So based on the uh, strategic goals 
that we have that's coming up July the 5th. That would be really my, uh, that's what I'm going to pay attention because that's your basis. That's right there. Are the voices of this group of elected and appointed leaders that's going to lead across the country. So that's where, and then also look at the chosen um, 19 chairpersons of these committees, the standing committees, wow. and the three um, ad hoc committees. Look at this and really uh, attending their meetings. So based on that, that's where I'm going to really pay attention is where are the strategic goals going to be identified on July the 5th and making sure that everybody from uh, the executive to the region to the local chapters, everybody knows the strategic goals of the PNA of America 2022-2024. Now, you as an executive chief nursing officer, Mindy, in the past, isn't that the right thing to do? That's right. It is. And at the same time, it's got to be win-win organization-wise and your executive board and members. Absolutely. Dr. Briones, um, as the incoming president uh, of PNAA, what would be your message to our general membership? I would like them to really get engaged. Um, look at the mission of your chapter as it aligns to the PNA of America. The PNA of America says that the mission is to promote the positive image and welfare of the Filipino American nurses in the United States and its territories and to promote professional excellence. That's the word there. And contribute significant outcomes to healthcare and society. We are all there. The future of nursing, that's on the third part of the mission. Professional excellence, we are doing that in the local chapters and PNAA itself. So what do we do to ensure that they have the support of PNA out there. So all of us in this uh, strategic planning on July the 5th, we are going to really pay attention to the, to the local chapters, as I've said, strengthening them, paying attention to them in terms of their mentoring, not just growing chapters, but making them advance them to meet the mission of that chapters, right? And the PNAA, there should be a mentoring, mentors. And that's what Manny and all these executive board members are going to do. Create a structure to support the RVPs and the coppers so that they have the help to support these local chapters to grow them to the best 
of the their abilities as leaders based on their missions right so i'm very very passionate about this because i see it that we are growing them uh, in terms of the numbers of chapters but also making sure that we nourish them that we are with them to provide them with that support and mentoring and that you know dr briones i can feel your excitement how excited are you to start i am excited because there are there's so much to do just continue the work that has been started by dr dia and the current executive board and then strengthen the areas that we can improve that's the key what are those that are already existing and working so well don't touch it continue to grow that but look at the gaps and fill in the gaps right yes, manny ma'am. yes ma'am all right looking <laughs> into the gaps filling in the gaps is strengthening and growing that is all that we have for this episode i want to thank our guests Dr. Gloria Lamela Barriones and my co-host Mindy Ofiano, our director and producer Radmika Hudo, Carol Robles, our PNA Chair of Communications and Marketing, our advisor PNA Foundation President Nancy Hoff, and our executive producers PNA President Dr. Mary Joy Garcia Dia and our PNA Executive Director Carmina Bautista. Join us here every week on Rise Up. Until then. Keep on rising and we'll see you next week. This publication was made possible by Cooperative Agreement CDC RFA IP212106 from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Its contents are solely the responsibility of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of CDC HHS.